We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Miss something from the Todd Feinberg Show? Listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. I can't believe it. This conversation that we're having. It's a good conversation, don't get me wrong. It's just uh, one that surprises me. Brian and Tolland. Hi, Brian. Hey, Todd. I think you and most of your callers have got it all wrong about Trump and his electability. Okay. And what I'm... You're, you say that his moment passed. I'm saying he never really had a moment. Uh, he only won in 2016 because he was running against Hillary Clinton. She was a terrible campaigner. She had huge negative ratings. So did he. In normal circumstances, neither one of them could have won. But somebody had to win, so he won. If, uh, if you look at the results, 6% of the popular vote in 2016 went to third-party candidates. Usually that's like 1% or 2%. So there were a lot of people who wanted to vote but refused to vote for either Clinton or Trump. If a normal Democrat had been running, they would have gotten most of that 6%. They would have won without a problem. So we have, a semantic, we have a semantic difference because that's what I mean by that was his moment. There was the other part of the electoral structure that I think applies is that there were 15, 14, 15 candidates in the race and only by having the vote split up in such a way and having too many people to pay attention to on the debate stage, Trump was able to emerge by being his bombastic and entertaining self. What else oh, do you you're want to say? About the primary. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the primary. I agree with that. But even having gotten through that, he should have lost in yes. In the yeah, it was kind election. of a magical moment where everything was aligned for Trump. What, what yeah. other point did you have for us? Anything else? I, I think if I think he may be able to get the nomination again, but unless the Democrats find another Hillary Clinton, he can't possibly win the general election. I would wager that's the case, although they do have another Hillary Clinton in a sense. Uh, Joe Biden could be that by the time the next election comes around. So Biden's got Biden's incompetent and and bumbling, but he's not as viscerally offensive to many people as Clinton was. Yes, but he may find a way after another couple of years if they're anywhere close to being as disastrous as the first two were. Brian, thank you so much. That was great. 860-522-9842. Play the rants. Take phone calls coming up on WTIC. It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
Okay, okay. Let's talk. Let's do our thing here. We've got uh, we've got a little bit of time, and we've got a couple of rants to play. I'll play a couple rants, then we'll take some phone calls. Okay. Come on, people. We got two years till the next election. Let's not be judging everybody and everything that's happened and what's gonna happen. We don't know. I'm a Trumpster, yes, but. I, I'm not going to say today I will vote for him, and I'm also not going to say I won't vote for him. Let's see where we're at in a couple of years. That's all. That seems like an eminently reasonable approach, does it not? Hi, Todd. Well, with all of these high executives getting laid off, they can no longer afford to go to Starbucks, and now Starbucks is going on strike. Well, who goes there now anyways? Later. <laughs> well, I guess a few people go there because they have 9,000 stores in the U.S. You woke folks should really think twice where you get your health care advice. NFL quarterback or some Facebook quack. Or pick someone you think is nice. Yep, those are the rants. The rant line number, 860 860- Seven five one forty six ninety eight, and the great thing is, you can call that number whenever you feel like it. Tom in Canton, hello, Tom. Hey, Todd. Uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of points that mm-hmm. you, that you folks were talking about. Uh, first of all, I agree with you. I I just think that Donald Trump is a spent force. His time's come and gone. Uh, he, you you can't get lightning in the bottle twice. Uh, The other thing is I wanted to talk uh, about uh, Representative Cheney and stuff like that. I had a theory on her. Oh, good. Some of the others. Uh, I don't think when she came out so hard against Trump, I thought it was more opportunism in this sense. I think that there were a lot of Republicans who felt that things were going to go back to the way they were after Trump left. You know, where you had kind of the plain vanilla Democrats, plain vanilla Republicans, whatnot, and Trump was going to go away. I think she felt she was going to come hard against Trump, and then possibly she would be in a position when you know, Trump was taken out to lead the party. And I think that's blown up in her face. I think basically she looks like a traitor now. They, she was not wanted, even in her own uh, district, by a wide margin. Yeah, but I think and, she uh, knew that in advance. This is where I differ with you on how I do the math on the theory, because some of my ingredients, my assumptions are different. And one is that yeah. I think she thought she would have had trouble getting reelected anyway. And... She's trying to figure out a lane to the future. So if you're one of those Republicans who just doesn't meet the moment during the Trump era and you're holding elective office, you think, what's my lane moving forward? And the logical thing for somebody who's really far away from Trump would seem to me to be to figure out where to stand as opposed to Trump, to contrast yourself to Trump and wait for the future to catch up with you because Trump is so dramatically unique that you figure he's going to have a short burnout fuse. And 
which you I fig- think he did. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what we're what we're seeing with him right now. And that Liz Cheney was just thinking, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the most dramatic stance against him I can because that's all I've got. And I think there's a good chance that's where I'm gonna end up meeting the line of where most people are in a few years, and that could be really good for me. I just think she's taking a shot, as in uh, Kinzinger, Kinzinger is, as well. Well, I, I kind of think that, you know, part of it, too, was, was personal. Trump had no use for the Bush administration, no use for uh, Cheney. The it consummate insider is institutionalists. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think that this is threatening a lot of people. I, I'm not. I wouldn't vote for Trump. I never did. Okay, and I'm a Republican. But I gotta say this: he did shake things up in in some very good ways. I just hope that DeSantis can pick up the mantle. But what scares me a lot is in two years. I see Trump losing the Republican nomination, running third party. Uh, that's a possibility. Yes, that would be uh, that would blow up the whole thing. However, there is a chance he might just be worn down by then and not see any upside. It might have to trade his own candidacy to uh, maybe make certain prosecutions go away. Uh, Todd, do you think that guys like Donald Trump ever get worn down? Uh, yeah, he's you know looking. Mean? I, I do think he's getting worn down. He does. He's not ready to admit it yet, but he looks tired to me. And I watched uh, a couple of days ago. I watched him debate Hillary in 2016, a tape of it, and he's such a different person. He's got a bounce in his step. He looks 15 years younger. It's it's really a a different feel. And he was brilliant what he had to say. Which uh, he doesn't show lately too much. So, uh, yeah, I I think he might get worn down. I do think he is human at the bottom of it all, Tom. Play a couple of rants, take some more phone calls. Please leave the Fisher Cats alone. Do you really have to be provocative from the minute you stepped out the door? I don't think so. Jeez Louise. I didn't do anything. I was on defense. Hey, Todd. Just want to make a comment today. Heard on the radio this morning that heroes pay that all the people like myself that went out and worked through this pandemic. Oh, yeah. The amount they're going to receive is not $1,000, just $230. Isn't that something? So between that and the student debt cancellation not happening, those were both things used to buy boats. They got their votes, but the people who gave the votes didn't get what they were promised. Isn't that a joke? Yeah, what else is new? That's true of all voters. We just heard Margaret on tape, and now we've got the live version right here. Hey, Margaret. Hi, uh, Todd. I am so weary of uh, DeSantis and Trump and DeSantis and Trump and the election and DeSantis and... It's just become background noise now. Well, get ready for a couple of years of it. Oh, listen, though, to, um, to a fellow, an earlier caller, who was bemoaning the fact that he couldn't leave a mark on his daughters when he hit them. I submit there is no such thing as spanking. It's an assault. And Somebody called uh, Tom and talked about this? 
you know, I don't know. These Some of these people, they call in two or three times a day. Okay. I, you know, I don't know. They don't obey any rules. But anyway, we're one of the few countries in the world who has not considered a, a ban on spanking, which, of course, doesn't stop people, mm-hmm. uh, but at least it, it takes a stand. What do you think? Uh, I think parents have to make the decision about spanking, but I'm not for it. I, I just think that parenting is so difficult that uh, parents have to, we have to keep government out of our homes and out of our decisions about how we run that, our lives. You know, uh, children are, are vulnerable, and as I said, there's no such thing. Make a decision about spanking? No. If a child does something wrong, that's on you. Well, so if a parent uh, swings and slaps a hand, uh, that's a criminal act in your mind? It's an assault. Yeah, it's an assault. There's no such There was one caller, I don't know whether it was your show or Tom's show, as I said, these couple of people just calling constantly. He bemoaned the fact that he couldn't give his uh, child a crack across the mouth. Well, it sounds like somebody's showing off. Doesn't it? I think so, yeah. I think so. But stop, you know, just stop with this. And by the way, for all those people out there who are beating up on Margaret Sanger, the BBC Radio, Todd, is having a series on the birth of eugenics mm-hmm. and uh, the father of eugenics at Galton. And it sounds very interesting, so they might want to look into that. But, you know, 600 people in Connecticut mostly women, the majority of whom were women, were sterilized and didn't stop until the 70s. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. But, you know, people like you and like me and scientists and doctors all thought it was wonderful. So those people who are uh, beating up on, on Margaret Sanger, they would have gone right along with the eugenics movement. Yeah, it's easy to look back and, and make judgments. Thank you, Margaret. 860-522-9842, Dave in Brantford. Hey, Dave. Yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving, Todd. I didn't realize you were leaving as quick as apparently you are, so if I don't get through, uh, happy holidays with your week off. On the 50%, I'm sure I heard it right, on the, your news, uh, Eversource wants a 50% increase in their rate from the January to July. Well, I'm sure they want more. Isn't it funny how they waited till uh, you know a week and two days after the election to spring this? I'm sure it's a coincidence. Yeah, right. And so, what are the solutions? I suggest the trash to energy plant in Hartford, which is uh, going out of business because yeah. they didn't maintain it. It's worn out. Most of the equipment that's shot is the anti-pollution stuff, uh-huh. the bag house, the sorting houses to get rid of the heavy metals. We need to push through as many wood chips as possible and generate as much, uh, you know, bio-safe electricity as possible. That, that is my suggestion to help. There's not much we could do at this late date. But a 50% increase, uh, you got to get Markley in to talk about, does that include the wheeling rate, you know, sometimes called the delivery charge, or is it only the, uh, the energy generation That rate? is just on the generation, that, that doubling. So it won't be a doubling of the actual bill. It's a doubling of, of that rate. Thank you, Dave. Good to hear from you. And you have a good week, too. Doug's driving the highway. Hey, Doug. It's so nice to talk to you. Uh, I listen to Margaret, 
spanking, this and that. Well, I'm part of the punching uh, generation. You did something <laughs> wrong, you didn't get spanked, you got punched. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't part of the punching. I was part of the spanking. Uh, and I'm a firm believer in firm discipline. All my children are very successful. My children are very successful, and I'm on my way home to see one of my my great grandchildren. Uh-huh. And uh, again, we're not part of the punching, but we're part uh, part of the firm uh, uh, parenting. The only That's thing I, I would say to you, Doug, is I I'll bet that you could have with being the commanding presence that you are that you would have gotten the respect that you needed without spanking. And, and because you did it, that became the thing that that they respected most. But I'll bet you could have done that on the power of personality. You're 100% right, because they knew that if there was a problem, there was going to be firm action to take it. So that's the thing that's missing now, it seems to me. Sorry, Doug, you're breaking up. But it, it, what, we don't have adults be in charge of anything there are no limits set there even to keep kids safe like to keep cell phones out of their hands when they're little like every kid i see in a restaurant is sitting there with their parents cell phone and i understand the temptation and the need for peace but but there is a job to be done 8605229842 more rants coming up more phone calls coming up and reese will be here miss something T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. From the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast. WTIC, what's going on with you? Let's play a couple of rants. Hey, Todd, this is Everett from Britain. Uh, sounds like 2016 all over again over there. You guys are saying all the same stuff that they were saying in 2016. And... Shattuck sounds like Anna Navarro with his. But anyway, uh, let's just play it here and see how this plays out. <laughs> well, that's what we are uh, doing. I think we're playing it out right now in real time because there's pent-up demand after what happened in the election last week for some things to be voiced. Yeah, that's all. This is all good, you know. Politics is not supposed to be guaranteeing people permanent power but rather requiring of them that they be facile and agile and they adjust to the moment and what the political imperatives are 
Hey, Todd. Uh, my rant, I was just listening to you talk to a guy about the trial. The guy ran everybody over in the Christmas parade in Wisconsin, which should have been categorized as a hate crime, but according to his Facebook post and everything that he wrote, and they were talking about the sentencing and all that. There's nothing that they can sentence that man to that'll bring justice to this case at all. And it's also kind of funny that this thing is like kind of flown under the radar the whole time. That that should be top one of the top news stories every day until this guy is uh, sentenced. See ya. It is amazing how quiet that story's been. Good point. Hey, Todd, I figured I'd stop you uh, from demonizing that uh, fisher cat any further. So I did a little research, and that encounter you had was nothing more than the beginning uh, stages of a mating ritual by the fisher cat. So what they say, although it's very rare, what they say is to take off, it's usually the left leg. They want you to take off your shoe, sock, roll up your pant leg up to your knee, and similar to a dog, a male dog, and he just kind of let them have a little fun. There will be a couple of bites. They said uh, uh, some rubbing alcohol would have uh, would have sufficed. No need for injections and all that. But uh, that's what that was. And I was thinking, although obviously, you know, you weren't going to produce any babies, but, man, what a good-looking baby it would have made, or babies. <laughs> Everybody's a comedian. Everybody's a comedian. How about that? Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, we're here. We are here. Turkey Day, fast approaches, just a week away. How about that? Let's talk to Steve in Springfield. Hello, Steve. Hi, Todd. How are you doing? What's up? Um, uh, my whole take on Trump is, um, I think it's going to be like a Winston Churchill situation. You had Winston Churchill, who was kind of like a disgraced ex-prime minister, but all of a sudden they needed him when the Germans were on their doorstep because of the failed policies of Chamberlain. Um, I see my, the, my overriding thing is, is politics aside. I think we are heading for a, uh, an economic crash of epic proportions. Every time I read about the economic indicators, they're all wrong. They're all the wrong economic indicators. And this is not going to end well. If China takes over... Are you saying the numbers that you're seeing are looking scary or they're showing us the wrong numbers? uh, No, no, no. It's scary. Okay. Uh, From from reading economic uh, articles in like Fortune and Forbes magazine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Guys like Sorrel and stuff like that. Um, a lot of people don't realize it, but if China takes over Taiwan, that's an instant depression for this country. We're going to be instantly in a depression because of the lack of semiconductors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, just, I just think that a lot of people really don't understand the magnitude of what we're heading for. Um, even well, are, you, are you saying that Taiwan is, is your main concern? No, no, that, that, that's like one concern, like falling bond yields, which fund uh, pension liabilities. Um, all, all kinds of things. Uh, the fact that they want to destroy wage inflation, and, and they're, they're already anticipating that there's going to be huge layoffs. And we're heading for a housing crash and massive unemployment. Mm-hmm. Even Elizabeth Warren was complaining about that, has said hiking interest rates yes. and putting millions of people out of work. Yes, but uh, are you saying Elizabeth Warren was right? Well, I mean, I mean, I, I think she made one point, but I'm just saying there's a lot of being, points being made by a lot of people. 
Yeah. Not to mention the fact that we're printing money and laundering it by the Fed buying back their treasuries. Yeah, that part is gross. I mean, they are setting us up and, and, for I mean, a major I mean, look disaster. What happened to crypto, look what happened to cryptocurrency. Uh, all of a sudden, they're bankrupt. What if that happens to the U.S. dollar? Um, yeah, that's uh, that's something that, I had. That's what I, that's what I feel we're heading towards. I will and, use and my vacation here. contemplating that, Steve, because that's a little hard for me to get my head around. Thank you for the call, sir. Have a great Thanksgiving. Wondering where your pandemic hero pay is? Channel 8 website has a great article. It comes down to too many people applied and not enough money. They are going to ask Lamont for an additional $122 million. Yes, $122 million in addition to the $30 million already authorized. Sounds like the student loan fiasco. All talk, no action, and it was a good vote-getter for Lamont. Well, that was the, the whole idea, and that's the idea of the student loan thing. They use our money, they buy votes. A little Connecticut history about Fisher Cats. They were introduced to Connecticut a few years back to curb the turkey population. Now what's happened is the uh, turkeys are pretty smart. They fly up on the trees and get away from the Fisher Cats. So the Fisher Cats are eating chickens, and they've eaten my chicken flock a couple of times. That's my story with Fisher Cat. Come on, Juan. Protect those chickens. Hi, Todd. Well, you know, it's come to my thinking that Republicans like getting sucked in from unduly gossip from the Democratic Party, and we fall for it. That's our fault. But you want to know what the best part is? Democratic voters always vote Democratic thinking they're going to get this, that, and every other thing, and they get nada, nothing. And I hope you feel better. I hope your boo-boo clears up real soon. All righty, later. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gladys. Yeah, it's it's uh, doing fine as far as I can tell because it uh, my my foot never really hurt after um, after I was treated. And really the weight in the hospital and those kinds of issues were, you know, the shots and stuff. I have to get another shot tomorrow. You know, the thing with, with Trump is when people say that we're just repeating what the Democrats want us to repeat, I think, well, I look at that dynamic a little differently. It's that the Democrats have successfully tarnished Trump. And they have successfully scared people about Republicans trying to take away democracy as they campaigned on. And that stuff actually worked. They don't know about the democracy damage that is done by Democrats because other than here, I don't think that gets discussed. But, of course, there there is uh, basically with any dynamic going on, there's action in that realm on both sides. And, and each side will emphasize some things more than others. But they're all working angles to try to gain more power and to control elections better all the time. That's what they do. So you can't be uh, naive about it. And you have to 
accept the reality that if people won't vote, particularly independent voters, that was the problem Republicans had in this election is Republican voters, Republican candidates just couldn't get those swing voters to come to them. It was quite remarkable. And that's the problem Trump's going to have on an electoral basis, I believe. Let's try Chris in West Hartford. Hi, Chris. Hey, hey, Todd. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, uh, Todd, I was really happy to hear Sam uh, calling you because uh, it was like a blast from the past. I hadn't heard her for almost 20 years. She was a... uh, uh, a caller on Jim Weisfitch. Oh, no kidding. Had the show. Yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> he's like the Rush Limbaugh. Uh, he was the, the originator, I guess, a long time ago. I hope he's still healthy and doing well. But uh, it's great that, that she called you and, and Todd, and, and uh, uh, she sounded healthy and happy. She sounded and, great, didn't she? Yeah, it's incredible. She's, I think she's like 90 or something. She's uh, a she Native said American. 80. Yeah. And Native American from from uh, the Panhandle of Florida. She's a wonderful person. Oh no, kidding! That's interesting. Yeah. How do you know so much about her just from hearing her on the air? Yeah, yeah. Discussions, talks, uh, twenty to twenty three or so years ago when Jim Weisswich was here, and uh, uh, I think I know. I think Frank and Kim. I think they know her too. And and uh, it's just great to hear her voice. It's great. To, there's a wonderful thing about radio, Todd. And and I love your show. You're doing fantastic. Well, thank you, Chris. Okay. Anything right. else you want to tell us? No, that's great, Todd. Uh, it's great, great to talk with you, and and uh, you got a great thing going, and, and uh, keep up the good work. I love to hear your show. Thank you, Chris. I'm going to be off, but have a great uh, Thanksgiving, and appreciate your call. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two rant line eight six zero seven five one forty six ninety eight. This rant is regarding everyone who collects Social Security and is on Medicare. They made this big deal about big increase for Social Security, biggest one ever, um, and because of higher inflation. And now the Part D Medicare costs come out, and there's a 14.5% increase due to the new Alzheimer's drugs that they're offering people Ah. because it's so costly. And by the way, it's controversial. Everybody has to pay for it. So people will not only see their cost of living increase disappear, but our payments might actually go down. What a system. What a system. Well, we've got our system problems here as well. We're just having trouble getting Reese on the radio on the radio. But now (laughs) I understand that Reese on the radio is on the radio. Hey. What's going on? How about that? We managed to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we figured it out. We're good to go. Now, listen, this is a question I should have asked you a long, long time ago. But since we just had the midterms, I'd yeah. love to hear your honest assessment of this. I have a theory. So I won't tell you what I think my theory is. I just want to hear what yours is. Okay. In times like this, when we have a midterm election or we have a general election, right, the national one, as a conservative talk show host, I, mean, I would consider you somewhat conservative, of course. As a conservative talk show host, do you find your show better when Republicans are in power or when they're out of power? 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I, I'm trying to remember if I can feel it. I feel like it's the same game um, basically either way, mm-hmm. that the, it's really not about who's in power. It's about the rest of society, you know, that the right. media that the media doesn't uh, say anything about pro-American values or mm-hmm. attitudes. It only repeats what Democrats say. Right. So that dynamic is always there. And it even if uh, or maybe especially, you know, Trump was in office. What did we get? But an all out assault for uh, from the time before he got into office and mm-hmm. until until now. So I feel like it doesn't matter so much. Why, why are you thinking about it? Well, I've always considered it because for me. I I sort of look back at all of my old podcasts and, you know, from this year to last year and what I was either screaming and hollering about versus what I was making fun of or celebrating, so to speak. And I always feel like the topics are much more interesting when I'm on the defensive as opposed to the offensive. And that's really weird because I think that has more to do with me than it has to do with the subject matter. So you like when Republicans hold power and you're defending them? No. I love it when liberals are in power because then I can scream and holler about how horrible they are. <laughs> well, they're always around. You know, that's the other thing is everybody's always in power. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think that the things that I'm screaming about, like this particular year, right, this past year before the midterms, there was so much stuff going on that you and I were really talking about the culture wars in a way that we've never talked about them before. Mm -hmm. You know, and I found that remarkably interesting. I remember saying it very early on when I was, you know, calling in and doing this this spot, uh, when I felt like the Democrats that was making them so repulsive to the American people is that they were throwing a kitchen sink at the American people from the, not just the transgender issue, but uh, female sports and um, uh, the uh, school board, uh, you know, debacle that was happening with parents outraged about what their kids were being taught mm-hmm. from this book to that book. Um, there was just so many cultural stories that were going on. And it was like liberals either weren't seeing it or they were screaming that there wasn't you know they were doing a lot of gaslighting that was going on and i found those conversations more interesting than i do when trump when trump was in power the only thing that we were doing every day was russia 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 gate so it almost seemed boring because it was the same beating of the same drum where we had so many other topics to talk about when democrats were in power i'm impressed that your memory goes so far back oh i i, I don't think i'd be able to do this if i, I if I couldn't, um, I can't I can't remember the feeling of of Trump being president. <laughs> really? And it's, it hasn't it, been that far removed. I know. It feels like 100 years ago. Are you serious? Yeah, because uh, I mean, Joe Biden, think of all the major events, the major right. tragedies he's created right. in such a short time. Well, it's funny that you say that because and I wouldn't consider you one of these teenagers, but I remember laughing at, at my kids uh, because they used to say, you know, I would tell them, tell them about something that happened two years ago. And my kids used to respond by saying, two years ago? You know how long ago that was? And <laughs> yeah, it, it always, was two years ago. Right. It, it harkens me back to when I used to work in a hip-hop station in New York. Mm-hmm. And they had this little feature called Back in the Day. And they would play a song from yesteryear. And one day I'm listening to it. It's 2001. And the announcer comes on and he goes, back in the day, 1998. I'm like, that was three years ago. What are you talking about? That's not Who back in the day. Who remembers three years ago? And, and now uh, nobody pays any attention to history. So if you're going 
true. doing real history, you're introducing them to it. True. It's very true. But I, I kind of feel like my recall is very important um, to do this because, you know, when I start bringing people back to those memories and people go, aha, and, you know, you sort of have that aha moment in, in radio. That's just, just kind of my, my favorite part. So, yeah. yeah. The other good thing is that everybody has their own memory. So a lot and a lot of people have, you know, everyone's got their own expertise. So a lot of people have strong um, memory banks for mm -hmm. certain areas yes. of, of history. So they can fill us in where we don't know the details. So that's one of the cool things of this uh, crowdsourcing that we do on the airwaves here. Well, thank you, Reese, for, pleasure, um, for, for filling in for me over the next uh, week. Yeah, plus longer than a week. Oh yeah, actually, we're gonna do we're gonna whole thing. I think we're just gonna call <laughs> call it Reese on the Radio Day. And uh, have a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. You too. All right. Thanks for your time. All right, sir. Bye. Reese on the radio goes off the radio, but he'll be back tomorrow filling in for me, and I will be gone until the through the Monday after. So I'll return on the Tuesday after the week of Thanksgiving. Have a great Turkey Day. And have a great time with your family and all the great food and all the great fun and football and all that. And I look forward to talking with you after we get ourselves through that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.